0: Gentiles and Torah. That's a topic that's guaranteed to either find your new best friend or start a fight. Are Gentiles obligated to the Torah in the same way as Jews, or is there a difference in how we should live out the commandments? Are we only bound to the Noahide laws, or are those even a thing? If you're curious about these questions and more related to this topic, stick with me for this week's 5-Minute Torah. This week's Torah portion is the portion of Vayelech, Deuteronomy 31, 1 through 30. And here are the three things that you need to know about it. Number one, happy birthday, Moses. Our Torah portion begins with Moses announcing that he just turned 120 years old. Moses was born and died on the same calendar day. According to the calculations based on the timeline of different passages of Scripture like Deuteronomy 34.8 and Joshua 4.19, Moses was born and died on the seventh day of the Hebrew month of Adar, the month that Purim falls in. It's also the last month of the religious year, just before the month of Nisan, that commemorates the exodus from Egypt. Number two, Sukkot. Time to read Torah. Moses commands the children of Israel to read the entire Torah during the week-long festival of Sukkot, or tabernacles, while they were all gathered together in one place in order that they would remember the responsibility to the Lord and the covenant that He made with them at Sinai. And number three, Joshua to replace Moses. Our Torah portion also includes the commissioning of Joshua to take the place of Moses. God tells Joshua, be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give them. I will be with you, Deuteronomy 31:23. The Torah portion ends with Moses telling the Levites to place the Torah beside the Ark of the Covenant so that it would be a testimony against the children of Israel if they should stray from its instructions. Can you believe it? In just a few short weeks, we'll wrap up the book of Deuteronomy and start back in Genesis with a brand new Torah cycle. Now is the time to prepare for the new cycle by picking up a copy of one of the five-minute Torah commentaries. I've had several people ask me what the difference between these books are. The difference is that they each contain unique messianic commentaries on each of the weekly Torah portions. If you're looking for a quick, thought-provoking insight into the weekly Torah portions for your Shabbat table, your family devotions, your small group, etc any of the volumes of 5-Minute Torah would be a perfect choice. And by purchasing a copy of these resources, you can help support this channel and the ongoing creation of quality messianic resources. Thanks in advance for your support. This week's Torah Commentary is called Torah for the Nations and comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 2. Parshat Vayelech is a single chapter, merely 30 verses in length. Its primary focus is the transfer of leadership from Moses to Joshua. Moses commissions Joshua in the sight of the entire nation and tells him, be strong and courageous as he leads the children of Israel into the land God has promised to them. He also hands the Torah over to the Levites and instructs them to read the Torah in the presence of all the people during the festival of Sukkot, as we mentioned earlier, at the end of the Shemitah, the seventh year of release. He gives specific instructions for those who would hear it and learn the Torah during this time. He says, Assemble the people, men, women, and little ones, and the sojourner within your towns, that they may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, and be careful to do all the words of this law, and that their children who have not known it may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, as long as you live in the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. Deuteronomy 31 12 and 13. We see something curious in these instructions, however. Not only are the native Israelites supposed to hear the Torah being read and taught, but they are also supposed to gather in the sojourner to hear it as well. Even more shocking is that they are to do so, quote, that they may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God and be careful to do all the words of this law, verse 12. Well, what does this mean? First, we should recall the Torah's teaching at the beginning of Deuteronomy. We're told that when the Gentiles hear all these statutes, they will say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. This is from chapter 4 verse 6. But does this mean that Gentiles don't have obligations to the Torah? According to the traditional reading of the Torah, a minimum of seven categories of laws spell out the obligations for Gentiles. These are called the Noahide laws. They are derived from the instructions God gave to Noah after leaving the ark. They include the prohibition against idolatry, the prohibition against cursing God, the requirement to establish courts of justice, the prohibition against murder, the prohibition against adultery or sexual immorality, the prohibition against stealing, and the prohibition against eating the flesh of a living animal. Our sages tell us that this passage instructs Jews to invite Gentiles to hear the teachings of the Torah so that they will first understand their obligations to these seven laws of Noah. It is also in hopes that they would possibly be attracted to a Jewish way of living and become a full proselyte. But for disciples of Yeshua, the list doesn't stop at the Noahide Commandments. The apostles considered Gentile disciples of Yeshua to be in a distinct class somewhere between a son of Noah and a native Israelite, more along the lines of the resident alien living among Israel. Because of this, Gentile disciples of Yeshua were given four additional categories of laws in Acts 15 in order to narrow the gap between them and their Jewish brethren. James and the other apostles, convening at the Council of Jerusalem, searched the scriptures for a solution to the problem of these Gentiles coming into this Jewish religious space. They found a connection to their issue in Leviticus 17 and 18, where strangers who dwell among Israel are bound to the same standard as the native Israelite in a few areas of the Torah's commandments. And since these Gentiles had become disciples of Yeshua, taking upon themselves the kingship of the God of Israel and entering into covenantal community with the Jewish people, they should take on these additional responsibilities to integrate them into the body of Messiah. These include the prohibition against food sacrificed to idols, the prohibition against strangled meat, the prohibition against blood, and a more stringent prohibition against sexual immorality. But wait, there's more. In the epistles we find numerous references to Gentiles being bound to the moral and ethical laws of the Torah, the weightier commandments, as the Apostolic Scriptures are almost exclusively focused on expounding these principles for disciples of Yeshua. Rather than being focused on ceremonial concerns for the Gentile disciples, Paul and the other apostles were primarily concerned with their behavior, specifically how they treated others. Therefore, these ethical commandments naturally took priority when they were teaching their disciples. As we can see, non-Jewish disciples of Yeshua have plenty of responsibilities in regard to the Torah. Rather than feeling slighted or inferior, we should do our best to live out the obligations we have been charged with. Can we take on more of the Torah's commandments than these? Absolutely. But we should keep in mind to whom they were given and also remember that we are a guest at the table. Our posture should be that of the Gentile woman from whom Yeshua distanced himself. She said, Yes, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. This is Mark 7:28. Rather than claiming the loaf as her own, she showed true humility in her response. We should follow her example. Our humility and love for one another should always set us apart as disciples of Yeshua, whether Jew or Gentile. Only then will we truly be able to hear and learn to fear the Lord our God and be careful to do all the words of his Torah. Well, We've had some discussion on this topic before, but I'd like to get your opinion on this topic once more. To what degree are Gentiles bound to the obligations of Torah? Are there any clear lines that we are to follow as disciples of Yeshua, and how do we know what these are besides what we've been told in Acts 15? Help me out by posting your thoughts in the comments below. I'll see you again soon with another Messianic Insight into the eternal Torah of God. Blessings from Amet Torah.